1: Ah, what? What was what?
2: Didn't you hear that car? Horn blowing and a screeching of brakes, and it sounds sort of like a crash. I was saying goodnight to Betsy upstairs. She heard it, too.
1: No, no, I didn't hear anything. I had the TV on. I think there was something on that, probably, what you heard. Oh, yes, maybe so, maybe
2: so. (laughs) Did you turn it off?
1: The TV, yeah, Mm -hmm. before I got hypnotized into staying up through the late, late show. (laughs) I am (laughs) determined to get to bed early tonight.
2: (laughs) I know, me too. Of course, this is probably the night there's something just wonderful on... Every time we don't watch it, it turns out we've missed the show of the year. <laughs> Ugh, I know, it never it's fails. Messed.
1: Well, I think I'll finish the paper and go on up.
2: Mm-hmm. House seems so quiet, doesn't it? Mm,
1: mm-hmm. seems good too. Don't tempt your luck. You know. <laughs> <laughs> We've got enough excitement around here lately, oh, chasing that darn canary all over the house.
2: Oh, yeah, well, I didn't tell you, Myra picked him up today. She got back. I, I didn't tell her he'd been out of his cage. I thought that what she didn't know wouldn't hurt her, you know. Yeah. And the canary seemed all right, so... Now, uh, uh, who's that? Who's sit there? still, sit still, sit still. I'm up, I'm up. Maybe Ann Lundell anyway. She said she might drop by with some committee reports. Uh, oh,
1: <laughs> you people own a... Brown and white dog that looks something like a Springer Spaniel?
2: Why, why yes. Yes, he's Brownie. Well,
1: he was lying out there in the middle of the road. I came along. Is he dead? No, no, he's not dead. I oh. swerved to avoid him and crashed into the mailbox.
2: Oh, thank heavens. Oh, well, well, well that's all right. Never mind the mailbox. It it, it's dead. all
1: right. I'll be darned if it's all right. I've smashed the headlight to my car, bashed in my front fender, which may be all right with you. But, but I'll be darned if it's all right with me, lady. What, what, what is it? What, what's the matter?
2: You better come in, I'm... sir, and talk to my husband.
1: Do you know
0: what our Buttram bonus is? Well, it's a feature of CBS Radio's Just Entertainment show every week. Through it, America's most forward-looking, backward boy, Pat Buttram reveals gems of philosophy to laugh by, if not to live by. Pat held forth during a recent butt bonus on keeping the mind out of mischief. Pat has observed from his off-ivory-hued philosophical tower that even when people keep out of mischief, their minds seldom do. Worry, according to Pat, is a chief item of mental mischief. Pat recommends that wives stay away from their husbands' offices. That way, if she's got a pretty secretary, they won't worry about her. He also suggests that mothers never read their son's report cards. If the marks are bad, they'll only worry about the boy turning out to be as dumb as his father. Now, we could go on quoting buttramisms by the hour, but why not get them right from the horses t- from Pat himself? Monday through Friday on Just Entertainment, CBS Radio offers the Buttram bonus and Buttram's whole pleasure-bent bunch. Listen in often for Just Entertainment. <laughs>
1: Uh, just, just a minute, yeah. Mister. Mister Wilcox, did you say? Wilcox, that's right. Leonard J. Wilcox. I'm with Blaney's Department Store.
2: Blaney's. Well, we should tell him about all the trouble we had with those Christmas hams. You
1: not, look, never mind the hams. I'm in a... furniture, antique reproductions manager.
2: Well, I hope you run it better than they do the ham department, or food, whatever they call it. We ordered a ham, sent to some friends. Look, never Christmas mind the do... hams. Well, I <laughs> said uh, it Sweetheart, I, I, I... I'm sorry, I just get upset all over again every time I think of them. Yeah,
1: now, Mr. Wilkerson, you sure it was our dog that was lying in the middle of the road? Well, he jumped up and ran down your driveway and... Well, there he is, sitting out there now. Oh. Now, isn't that your dog? Uh,
2: yes. Yes, that's yes. yes, yes, our no. no. uh, oh, As okay. I
1: said, I saw him just in time. I honked the horn, but he didn't move, so I slammed on the brakes and had to swerve to avoid him and, and crashed into the mailbox, knocking that over, and well, you should see my car. Yeah, well, I I, I am very sorry. Sorry? Sorry? I've smashed one headlight and bashed in my front fender, and since it was your dog, you are responsible for the damages to my car. Oh, no, but no, no, not, just, just a minute, just a minute. I mean, getting a fender fixed these days sometimes means replacing one whole side of the car. I mean, that could run into several hundred dollars. That's right, and I don't intend to be stuck for it. Well, it was your dog that caused the accident, therefore, you are responsible. Yeah, all right. Now, now, Mr. Mr. Wilcox, I am I, very grateful that Brownie wasn't killed. I mean, let's have that understood. But on the other hand, if this is going to be a matter of several hundred dollars. I could have been killed.
2: Not if you were going 25 miles an hour, Mr. Uh, Wilcox, which is the speed limit out here on the main road. And from the screeching of brakes, which I heard, I know that now that's what I heard, dear. Yeah, that's that's right, that's right. My wife heard it. Yes, I I heard it. You know, I thought it was something Uh on the television. I I told you, remember? Yes. From the screeching of brakes, you were going a lot faster than 25, Mr. Wilcox, more likely forty. The way most people tear past, regardless... I was not... Regardless uh, of all the signs out there which say, watch out for children. Yes, yes. The children
1: along here are not, I trust, out playing at 8.30 at night.
2: The speed limit is 25 miles per hour of Mr. Wilcox, even at night. Well,
1: that's what I was doing. That's what I was doing. All right, all right. Now, let's not all get excited. I mean... He (laughs)
2: wants us to pay for his car. What about our mailbox, which he knocked down and smashed? Now,
1: isn't he responsible for that? I smashed down the mailbox, avoiding your dub. All right, all, right, all right, right. Now, if I'm... If I mean, there's nothing to be gained by by all this. I'll, I'll call a lawyer friend of mine. I'll call Jack Lundell, dear. And, and I'll see what... Well, I suggest the... a better idea would be to call your insurance man and make a report. Well, if you don't mind, Mr. Wilcox, I would like to call and find out who is legally responsible if a man smashes into a mailbox post because of another man's dog. A Uh, man is responsible for what his dog does.
2: Brownie didn't do anything. For that matter. For that matter, we only have your word for it that Brownie caused you to smash into the mailbox. Uh, Mr. Wilcox... I mean, if you were going faster than 25 miles an hour and lost control of the car Uh, for some reason... Are are, are you insinuating that I was drinking? I didn't say that, Mr. Wilcox, but I (laughs) mean...
1: I love the thanks I get for saving the life of your dog. I'm not going to discuss it anymore. You'll hear from my lawyer. Oh, no, no, ju- no, no, just, just a minute, There's, there's some somebody at the door, dear. Oh, yes, there's somebody at the, find the find door. Never mind, I'll get it. Mr. Wilcox, I have not refused to disclaim any responsibility. Good evening, Mrs. Piper. Oh, good
2: evening, Mr. Cutler. Do you happen to know whose car is standing my driveway
1: so I can't get in and has also Demolished my no, mailbox. Your, your, your mailbox? Oh, mail. oh,
2: come and in. Dear? No, dear, I dear? 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 <laughs> dear? It's Mr. Cutler from across the road. It seems that Mr. Wilcox knocked down Mr. Cutler's mailbox. The
1: post is in splinters and the box. Flattered in the pancake, Mr. Cutler's mailbox. Good evening. Oh, good evening, Mr. <laughs> Mr. Cutler. Oh, this is. I'm sorry, Mr. Wilcox and Mrs. Mr. Yeah, Cutler. Yeah, how do you do? How do you do? Well, well? I I don't like to be unneighborly, Piper. But if your friend here is responsible for my mailbox, I'm no friend of the Pipers. Their dog was lying in the middle of the road. I swerve to avoid killing it. For which we are very grateful. Well, yes. You certainly don't sound it, if I may be frank. Well, now, look, Mr. Wilcox, I can be grateful for not having my dog killed. At the same time, I don't fancy plunking out three or four hundred dollars to repair your car, if I may be frank. Yeah, well, all I want to know is who is going to replace my mailbox.
2: Well, we're certainly not responsible for Mr. Cutler's mailbox, are we? Not if Mr. Wilcox did it. Anyhow, if he did, Mr. Cutler's mailbox is on the other side of the road, which means that Mr. Wilcox was coming from that way, from downtown. That's right, that's right.
1: I was coming from that way. I I can't see what difference it makes, except that this gentleman's mailbox instead of yours. Well it makes
2: a difference because Brownie is never on that side of the road. He never crosses the road. Never
1: crosses? Mrs. Piper, your dog is in our yard half the time.
2: He used to be. He Mm -hmm. isn't anymore. That was a year ago. My wife
1: has said that your dog was constantly in our yard all winter long eating up all the breadcrumbs that she put out for the birds. Oh, now, just a minute. I. I... Brownie
2: certainly did not come over and eat the breadcrumbs your wife put out for the birds. Brownie doesn't like bread.
1: No. Well, he ate it, whether he liked it or not. Mrs. Piper, now, both my wife and I are very fond of birds, especially of the chickadees and two cardinals who've been with us every winter. Until this winter, when your dog cleaned up the breadcrumbs and the suet day after day. Oh, the look, look I'm not interested in, in breadcrumbs. <laughs> I, I'm only interested in my car. Well, I'm interested in my mailbox. And if you're the man who knocked it down, then you're responsible for it. And I would like it replaced tomorrow. And it happened to be the large size, which costs eight fifty at Grainer's Hardware. Your ah, mailbox, also... Mr. Cutler, is Piper's responsibility. It was his dog. Well, whoever is responsible? I also want a new nameplate, which was on top of the mailbox and is now broken in half. And that costs $4.50. Well, oh, a God. Good heavens, there's a patrol
2: car. The police. Dear, the police.
1: talk to Jack, will you? I need a little free legal advice. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. I
2: see some blinking lights way out there through the trees. The tow truck must have showed up.
1: Jack, listen. Jack, if a man's dog is lying in the middle of the road, a car comes along, swerves to avoid... swerves to avoid hitting the dog, and the car crashes into still a, a third man's mailbox, who is legally responsible for damages, both to the car and the mailbox... Hello? Oh. What'd he say? He's thinking.
2: Oh.
1: What, Jack? No, it's just happened to me. What do you mean do I lie awake nights thinking up these things? Look, this is exactly... Huh? You don't know. Look, you're a lawyer. Uh-huh. Well, I, I don't know if my insurance covers something like this. I... I'm scared to call Mr. Reed and ask. Yeah. 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 Okay, all right, Jack, I'll do that. Yeah, I'm sorry, thanks. Monday. said he doesn't know what the legal precedent is in cases like this, but he said to find out if our liability insurance covers such things.
2: Well, now, how could it? I mean, when you take out insurance, you don't think up things like now, am I covered? If a car crashed into a neighbor's mailbox because my dog was lying in the road, I mean, how would you ever think of
1: it? I think, I think the new policy that Mr. Reed got for us when, you know, when we thought our silverware had been stolen, I think that policy is supposed to cover all such contingencies as this.
2: You better call Mr. Reed bright and early in the morning.
1: Yeah, anyhow, Jack said if we are covered, not to worry, then the insurance company handles the case, you know, if it goes to court.
2: I'm not sure our dog was to blame.
1: Honey, we've Uh known Brownie does go out and lie in the middle of the road.
2: Not at night. This man was awfully anxious to pin the blame on him. Awfully anxious. He may just have seen our dog running down our drive, and he needed a good excuse for losing control and crashing into a mailbox. Yeah, I don't know. I don't
1: know. Boy, what an evening. Police asking questions, writing things down. (laughs) Me that was going to bed early. And
2: Brownie certainly does not cross the road and eat the cutler's breadcrumbs. Really, he doesn't. What's so funny? Mrs.
1: Piper. Mrs. Piper, when I asked you to marry me, Did you have any idea that life was going to be this exciting? No,
2: none at all. It's been a complete surprise. (laughs) Yeah, me
1: too. (laughs) Just the same,
2: I don't think Brownie is to blame, and if it comes to court, I think we should stand up for our dog.
1: Yeah, well, we may have the chance, dear. We may well have the chance. This
0: is Brand Names Week. One trade label we're particularly proud of in these parts is The Couple Next Door and The Listening It Stands For. Another is CBS Radio Network. Both brand names just cited have passed the test of taste, your taste, and both will make every effort to deserve your continued listening support. Any maker or purveyor knows his good name is his trademark or label. Your continued confidence in the label you've always trusted is the pledge of all who make and sell familiar products with good names. The Couple Next Door stars Peg Lynch and Alan Bunn.